Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Montana. Whose needs are biggest in the Big Sky Conference? And we continue our Big Sky Football Coaches Series. It is Tutel and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Thank you for letting us be on board with you. We certainly appreciate that very much. Appreciate being, uh, well, with you all the time every day uh, in the afternoons here around the state of Montana. If you'd like to give us a call today, you can certainly do that. 361-3688 is the phone number. 361 361- 3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live, well, that's also just fine. 1029ESPN.com is where you go. The podcast is there. Also, the stream is there. You can listen live anytime, 24 hours a day, to the station, including to this very show from 4 to 6 Mountain Standard Time each weekday. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Plenty to get to uh, in the show. We wanted to start today by talking about the Big Sky Conference football in this offseason. And we have done some analysis, in fact, a fair bit of analysis on players who have graduated, who have gone on to different places, obviously with the draft over this weekend, uh, a handful of guys, 11 guys out of the Big Sky going on to the next level, at least for the time being. But 
everybody's got needs every single offseason. Everybody's got guys graduating, and if you're doing it right, you got really good players graduating, and it leaves holes to be filled. And also, if you're doing it right, there's guys who are coming up that are that are there and ready to go. But we don't know necessarily who all those players are or how well they will fill those roles. And I dare say that there's a bunch of coaches that are wondering how those guys will fill those roles uh, as well. So we thought, let's take a look, though, at comparing and contrasting around some of the blue bloods of the big sky conference I'm not going to go you know through all 13 teams or something like that but you know the montana schools maybe eastern washington maybe weber and uh you know a couple others and take a look at what they have and what they what we don't know what the question marks are and maybe who's got the bigger question marks at this point uh heading into uh the springtime and uh, and into summer and and hopefully then into the football season uh at some point this fall so we'll go through that a little bit we also happy about Half an hour from now, Northern Arizona head coach Chris Ball going to join us. Chris Ball in his second year, uh, going into his second year at NAU. He uh, became the head coach uh, of the Lumberjacks after being a defensive coordinator at Memphis for three seasons. He was at Arizona State before that, Washington State as well. So he's bounced around the FBS quite a bit at the coordinator level and as an assistant coach, but now is the head man for the first time uh, at the FBS. BFCS level there at, uh, at Northern Arizona four and eight last season a tough season in a lot of ways uh, for uh, for the Lumberjacks well he'll come on here and talk to us about where they're at as a program and maybe the changes that it's been uh, that he's been trying to implement there in uh, in Flagstaff Arizona so we'll get to that we'll talk to Tommy a little bit today and why not and then at the top of the hour this is something that we've been trying to get to for a long time. It's remarkable in the state of affairs that we have in the world that there's been a topic out there that we've been delayed in getting to. But uh, the NBA playoffs, which, look, we don't know where we stand on the NBA playoffs. We, we've talked about or heard you know, the possibility of opening up some practice facilities in certain states that are, you know, reopening and that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, we'll see kind of how that progresses. But as it stands right now, uh, there's, you know, the first of all, there's, I think, four teams in the NBA that have already clinched playoff bursts. I mean, they were 60 games into the season, whatever it is. And so uh, I wanted to look at what the matchups are because I think there's a very good likelihood that we're done with the regular season in the NBA. Okay, I think I think we may just jump right into playoff mode. Now, maybe there's reasons why that can't happen or won't happen, but I think I, I think it's probably the most likely way for this to go. And if that's true, we know what the playoff matchups are. So, uh, hey, let's go through the playoff matchups, take a look at who's playing who, and not necessarily do the full bracket thing, but at least do some of the comparisons, some of the analysis and all that kind of thing. So we'll get to that. We also want to talk about a little bit about the Missoula Paddleheads. The Paddleheads on Thursday are having a watch party uh, with the uh, – uh, uh, you know, with with their re-airing, excuse me, a, a game from last August uh, against Billings on SWX Television. That's going to be on Thursday at seven o'clock. So you can watch that and you can, can participate in it uh, as well. Uh, you know, online on the social medias and all of that. So using the hashtag SWX Tra Innings. You see what they're doing there? SWX Tra innings uh and so you can play around with that and they're also uh doing a strikeout violence striking out domestic violence we know that uh there's been some some silver linings to uh you know the social distancing the quarantining the staying at home traffic is down significantly that's probably a good thing all the way around right maybe not on reserve street though no. That's right, Tommy. They've loaded that thing up. Is that right? What yes, they have. Okay. Uh, you know, and we've seen like, seriously, though, like, first of all, I, I, I just saw this the other day, like the global uh, uh, crime statistics 
have just gone through the floor. Like, it's unbelievable. Really? I think El Salvador is down 80% in murders. What? What, what do, do you attribute, attribute that, that to? Not, not going out. No, you know, if people don't run into each other, then now you're not mad at each other or something like that. Are you people know? really that hostile? Is humanity that angry? Uh, history would would say that yes, it, <laughs> it, it, it is. I'm sorry, to, sorry to say. I mean, not it's not everybody. Obviously, I think it's not most people, but there's there's a handful. What's the uh, biggest change for you? Like, what has statistically changed in your day to day existence based well, on the last thirty? I, I mean, days I get, I've made a lot more. You know, home cooked meals. What do you What are you making? Like spam? No, I don't do the spam thing. I've I've barbecued a fair amount. Got the grill going. Got some good pork recipes that I've been trying to work through. Yeah, you opted for the pork belly. I did get a pork belly. Nice. I got a pork shoulder also. Cool. Got I had a steak one night, and I've I've been grilling some some what I would you know if I could toot my own horn. Some pretty outstanding hamburgers have oh, come yeah? off of that thing as well. So those are the things for me. But cool. for uh, the paddleheads, uh, one of the things that happens is when you're at home, you're at home, and sometimes uh, you know home isn't the best place to be for some folks. And so uh, they are uh, doing a stamp out domestic violence, a strike out domestic violence, as it were. Uh, and so we'll get into that and kind of all the things that are going on now. If you've been listening to the first uh, whatever seven minutes of the show, and we're 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 glad you have, we appreciate that. You have not heard from our esteemed colleague and friend. Colter Nuanas. You go, well, what's going on with Coulter? Because, you know, he's normally late, but not normally like this. Well, our dear buddy Coulter uh, was uh, driving around on the highways and byways of the great state of Montana. And, <laughs> you know, I'm always incredulous when he tells me what happened because sometimes it is what happened and sometimes it ain't, or sometimes it's mostly what happened, but maybe not the whole thing it's of what the happened. It's the truth pie chart, as you have eloquently it's the tru- truth, truth outlined pie chart. in the past. But the engine has exploded in his car. Uh, well, some basic maintenance will prevent those kinds of things. Well, you know, one 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 would uh, one would say. Now he claims that he's still coming in, but he is. You know, can you help me decipher this text from him? No, no, no. Why? I mean, what what? Why are you throwing up a hard wall like that? <laughs> go ahead. I mean, what driver coming from Deer Lodge? So I'll be riding in his truck shot gun two words two two lines <laughs> for in about 20 minutes so help me get this some guy like what red's towing or like some towing place is rolling out there to get colder and then he's just gonna say oh sweet uh can i get a lift well yeah i mean that's no here. no that's the way it happens if you were you know if you're dead in the water on the side of the road you gotta hop in with the truck with the guy Really? Yeah. I haven't been uh, in that situation. So I yes, have. I am uh, not coming back from Reno. Matter of fact, when Please. we had the uh, Big Sky Conference tournament in Reno the last year, we uh, oh right had had some fallen rock at the highway about midnight in uh, no man's land near Salmon, and uh, had to take a t- right. take a little ride with the guy. So anyway, uh, our best to Coulter. He's safe. He's well. If as you know. For for those of you who are wondering, but he is not here, and that's okay. We will make do uh, without him, uh, you know, all the way through. We'll figure this thing out. Tommy, you okay back there? I couldn't be any more jolly than I am at this moment in history. <laughs> well, I'm glad the 15 minutes have have, have been so beneficial for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, turned you around a little bit. Let's talk a little Big Sky Conference football, shall we? Uh, 
we wanted to talk today about, and Coulter and I have been kind of looking at this a little bit together, but the, the biggest holes that are left for teams in general in the Big Sky Conference. And, you know, the obvious first place to turn for that stuff positionally is quarterback, right? Because, well, it's the quarterback. It's the most important single position, many would say. And even the, even though, you know, obviously very offensive line, various other groups of positions, uh, you know, are, are uh, obviously critical as well. But you talk about one individual. And it's interesting that right now, three of the top teams in the Big Sky Conference, Montana, Montana State, and Weber State, all have pretty major question marks at the position. And Jake Constantine tra- uh, transferring out, grad transferring out of Weber State. We had Jay Hill on uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, and he said, look, man, you know, <laughs> we understand guys transfer or whatever, but at the end of the day, we need better production anyways out of the position. I mean, he didn't exactly do uh, his former quarterback any favors in terms of saying, like, he, you know, he, he didn't mince words about the fact of the matter that, you know, not about – belittling any individual but the position whether it's you know Jake Constantine or or somebody else we haven't gotten the play that we've needed out of that spot and you know that's been true for Jay Hill for several years now I mean they've they've been great defensively really good running the ball at times traditionally a very very good special teams club but their quarterbacking has been in trouble and this is what i find interesting if you talk about the university of montana obviously dalton sneed no longer there you have cam humphrey who's something like the, the, the well he's the most veteran guy and he's been there the longest now two seasons backing up uh, uh dalton sneed and had a couple of starts that went well uh by and large except for the idaho game in which then sneed came back in and and rolled Montana to a big victory against Idaho, but they were down early, and Cam Humphrey was not having a very good day against the Vandals initially. Uh, but the Grizzlies also bring in Robbie Patterson, uh, a JC transfer, which we don't know. I mean, we know about him, the the kid, but we don't know about him as a player. Didn't get to see anything in spring ball. And then, of course, Carson Rostad, who is the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year. He's a freshman. Willie Redshirt, you know, where are we at with him? And then Chris Brown as well uh, out of Bozeman, who is who redshirted last year and I think is, you know, certainly a, a, a player in the competition for quarterback, even though he's a young guy. Cam Humphrey, uh, when we spoke with, with uh, head coach Bobby Howe, is the – not the incumbent it's not the right way to say because he wasn't the guy last year but he is in the lead in terms of the quarterback uh competition I thought I thought it was interesting that Bobby Houck would say that because even though you would expect him to be that having been with the program for two seasons being the lone senior at the position coming in here uh we know it's all about competition all the time that said I think Bobby Houck said you know a very a, a smart thing about it. he said look he's the leader and and if he wasn't the leader in terms of the competition that would mean that we would have failed him because we wouldn't have been preparing him and bringing him along properly I also think that the uh truncated spring ball I think six was six or seven practices that the Grizzlies ended up getting uh forced didn't force but allows the guys who are the leaders to probably be even that much more likely to be day one game one starters right because you don't have the opportunity for maybe all of a sudden a guy first of all to progress and second of all to maybe show you all the things that he's capable of doing because we're not playing football right now and so cam humphrey feels very much to me like he's going to be the guy i was I, i thought it was a big question i thought between he and robbie patterson i thought there was you know maybe 70 30 
in terms of who might ultimately end up being the starter uh, in the first game, you know, the starting quarterback for the Grizzlies, 70-30 in favor of Cam Humphrey. I'm now up to 85, you know. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot can happen in, in, in fall ball and that, but with where we're at right now, you got to go with the guys that you trust, and especially the guys that know the system. This isn't even necessarily about ability. It's about who's the guy who understands what's going on here, and certainly Cam Humphrey would have the inside track on everybody uh, in that respect for Montana. But the other thing that I find interesting is this. Jeff Choate has several guys coming back who've played quarterback for him, right? Tucker Rovig, who ended up being the primary starter, you know, starting at conference play all the way through last season and was initially bad and then got, you know, up to okay and then even decent at times last season. Casey Bauman, who was the starter and then lost that job to Tucker Rovig. You still have, okay, yeah, Troy Anderson sitting out there. And Montana State, you know, brings in uh, Matt McKay, Matthew McKay from North Carolina State. And I think a lot of people were sitting there going, well, is, is, is this the guy then? Is this why you bring him? Certainly it's the goal to bring him in. The other thing, though, is it's not clear yet whether he's even going to be available to play. He's already redshirted. If he doesn't get a waiver, and I don't know where we're at in the waiver process, he won't even be eligible to play in the 2020 season uh, for for Montana State, although he drops down, so maybe that's why. Maybe he is able to do that. Nonetheless, he's in there as well. Then you get Blake Thielen, who's a redshirt freshman out of Great Falls, and, of course, Tommy Malotten, who knows if he'll be redshirting or not coming out of Butte. But, you know, so a bunch of good options there in an open room. For Weber State, who knows where they're at? They're certainly bringing in a couple of guys. They're going to have a new quarterback, whoever it is. The thing I find interesting is this, though. Montana, regardless of when they've had somebody who's an incumbent or whether they're having you know to start with somebody who hasn't played before, hasn't been the, the full-time starter before, has almost always gotten outstanding play out of the position. Almost always. And... For these other... like For, for, for Jay Hill, for all his strengths developing the quarterbacks hasn't necessarily been it for whatever reason and maybe development maybe recruitment whatever that might be and certainly for Jeff Choate I mean he he has yet to find a quarterback that's doing the things that he wants that guy to do and to be the guy some of that has been circumstantial and some of that has been the guys and you know, it's an open question for all the things that they've done great, and they're going to be once again an outstanding running team. I mean, with the with the backs that they have, with the offensive line that they have, that's going to be what they do. That's what that's going to be their DNA, which Coach Chode has preached from the very beginning, and they have absolutely nailed that. But they have yet to get a a solid, a really solid big sky, you know, even honorable mention level type of play out of the quarterback. And if they got that, they would be so very dangerous. Also, by the way, they got to reload a wide receiver. Travis Johnson is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And Kevin Cassis is still waiting a call, but a very, very good receiver. Worked into an outstanding big sky uh, all-conference caliber receiver for for the Bobcats. So who are they going to be throwing the ball to and what is their skill set like in, in that respect as well? Point being, these are these are three holes for these three teams, but they're not holes to me that are equal because Montana has a track record of success with quarterbacks that the other two do not. The other thing that I'm interested about is Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, along with Sacramento State and Kevin Thompson, has maybe the best returning quarterback in the Big Sky Conference in Eric Berrier. I mean, this is a guy who, as a freshman, came in off the bench after injury and led the team to a national championship appearance. Outstanding. 
But I think the 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 jury is very much out on Aaron Best as it pertains to the passing game and the progression of Eric Berrier, the player, and certainly the receivers that he was throwing to. I mean, Eric Berrier was victimed was was a victim of more drops in games this past season than just about anybody I, I've seen in a long time. I mean, he, he was he was diming guys, and it's just hitting the ground. And we saw it against the Grizzlies. We saw it throughout the course of the season. And, you know, what what needs to happen to rectify that, I don't know. But we've always seen I mean, Eastern Washington, right, has the best history of wide receivers that we've seen in the Big Sky Conference. Several guys going to the league. A couple of guys in the NFL right now. That is that is a problem right now, and I don't know. You know, it's a, it's takes two to tango, right? When you talk about the passing game in general, even though we're talking about quarterbacks, and I think just about anybody in the Big Sky would love to have Eric Berrier as their guy. Certainly, he's capable. He's more than capable. He's outstanding, but that doesn't necessarily equate to production if if you don't have the guys around him to support what it is that he does well. And we'll find out soon enough whether or not that happens. By the way, when it comes to Matt McKay, thought this was interesting. Now, we know that he's transferring from North Carolina State. He started five games for the Wolfpack last year. It was 86 of 150 for 910 yards and three touchdowns. He's 6'4", he's 215 pounds, big kid. But he's also a really good runner of the football. Had 20, 25 carries for 63 yards, but also had four scores. In fact, had more scores on the ground than he did through the air, which maybe that's good, maybe that's bad, maybe that's par for the course for Montana State. And maybe that's why they like him. But he did get beat out, ultimately, at North Carolina State. I mean, he, he was the day one starter, started five games, and then lost his job, and that, that was it uh, for him. And then and that's why he transferred. He ended up uh, being, I think, ultimately third on the depth chart. But obviously a kid who has put up, you know, he came out of Wakefield High School, was a prep star there, and was a, a red shirt and then a backup and then a starter in the ACC. And so he spent three seasons, not like he bounced around. I mean, he's going North Carolina State, Montana State. So there's got to be optimism in that respect for him and what he's able to do for the Bobcats. But it's a, you know, it's an open book as to whether he's actually going to be able uh, to do that. One other thing, turning the page back to Eastern Washington, it's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. 361-3688, the phone number. Uh, the Eastern Washington Eagles did not have one football player who has made an NFL roster as of yet. Nobody signed. Nobody was drafted, which is nobody was drafted in the Big Sky this year, but also nobody signed from the Eagles. This is the first time since Bo Baldwin's first year as the head coach at Eastern that they have not had a single player, single guy, go ahead and make it onto a roster somewhere. And, you know, with with Aaron Best having taken this team, and you can talk all day, well, it was Bo Baldwin's players and it was this, that, and the third. Look, man, he's the head coach of a team that went to the national championship. And, by the way, that team was different in what they did and how they did it from a lot of Bo Baldwin's team. I mean, Aaron Best said from day one that he wanted to be bigger up front, that he wanted to be more of a running team, that he wanted to be able to run, the, run, the, uh, move in the running game, which makes sense. I mean, you sit there and you go, well, why take her with success? Why are you messing around with all that? Well, the reason is, is because 
in December when the snow was falling and you end up losing to Youngtown State in yet another national semifinal, it's really because you can't run the ball the way you need to when the weather is bad, when it's cold. And these are home games in Cheney, man. It's blowing. It's everything out there. And I think Aaron Best, who is an offensive lineman, so is predisposed certainly to the running game, is sitting there going, look, if we're going to get over the hump, we have to be able to run the football. And, And to his credit, he was right two seasons ago. But it has been a full regression. And look, I mean, it's hard to say that you're going to be better, right? The only way to be better, quote-unquote, is to win the national championship the following year. But to not have made the playoffs this past season, had a couple things go against you, and not even that, but just not to look nearly as good. And then you go, okay, well, now where are we at on the talent level here? If there's nobody on the team that's that's getting a look at the next level, that's significant. And I think that that is a major question to me about Aaron Best. It's not about coaching. It's not about scheme. It's about recruiting and getting guys in and the and the culture of the program that you're running. And I, I will remain to be seen. But I think this is a big year for Coach Aaron Best, even just being you know a year and a half now, two years removed from a national championship appearance. When you talk about quarterbacks that are coming back, Eric Berry and the other guy that I did mention is obviously Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson, phenomenal player, led Sacramento State to their best season as a Big Sky Conference member unquestionably. They were as high as, I think, number four in the nation. And they were the surprise team of the the conference season last year. And obviously, lots of kudos have been going out to Troy Taylor, their first-year head coach. But... You know, now that you're now that, that everybody's on notice, I'm interested to see Kevin Thompson in his senior year, which will be his sixth year after getting a medical redshirt and all of that, very much mirroring Case Cookus. Um, where are we at with Sacramento State and what will we be able to see? You know, will they be able to step up? It's hard sometimes it's harder sometimes to stay good than to get good, right? They they got a long way uh further than they've ever gotten before and now to try and turn around and do that again and you lose george obina and some others this is this is this is the time where you start implementing that program and i think troy taylor's an outstanding coach and will be able to do that but this is another you know can they put another brick in the wall as it were at sacramento state the guy we're going to talk to here in about oh eight minutes or so a little less than that chris ball is the head coach at northern arizona he also loses an outstanding quarterback who is, by the way, now a New York Giant in case Cook is signing with the Giants. So we'll talk to him about what it's like to try and fill that hole at the quarterback spot with having had an all-conference guy and also all the things that go into trying to figure out being a head coach at the FCS level and a first-time head coach and getting a program to mirror the culture that you want it to have. So we'll get to all that right after this. Hey, guess what? We're still social distancing. We're starting to reopen a little bit. But... You want to eat and stay, you know, out of the restaurants. You want to get something to drink and not go into the stores. The Silver Slipper has you covered. They have curbside pickup. They have a liquor store that's open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. They also have, are you ready for this, a liquor store happy hour from 4 to 6 every single afternoon. That means you get the employee discount on all bottles of liquor from 4 to 6 each day. How great is that? You got all the toilet paper you need, now get what you really need. Pizza, mixed cocktails to go, and the liquor store open at the Silver Slipper. The Silver Slipper, they're all about having a good time. They take care of their patrons. They got the friendliest staff even in the midst of a national crisis. 
So go to the Silver Slipper online at silverslipper.com for more information and call them today or stop by. They're across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Silver Slipper, Montana's best kept secret. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Not yet. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Around the world on 1029ESPN.com, listening via the stream, we are efforting Chris Ball, the head coach of the Northern Arizona football team. So as we're able to get him, we will bring that conversation to you. So look forward to that here in just a moment. If you would uh, like to follow along on the social medias, you can do just that at Gus Tutel. That's me at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT for all your up to the moment breaking Big Sky Conference uh, sports news. SkylineSportsMT.com for that. Uh, Well, that's the website and at Skyline Sports MT as well. Um, did you see this? This started circulating around. Uh, you know, the NFL draft happened this past weekend. You may be aware of that. And the career touchdown passes that were made by various quarterbacks, various current or future Hall of Fame quarterbacks that went to first-round draft picks, right? Either wide receivers, tight ends, whatever, running backs, all that kind of stuff. Listen to this. Uh Ben Roethlisberger has thrown 69 touchdowns to guys who were first-round picks. Marino, 84. Brett Favre, 127 touchdowns to first-round picks. Breeze and Brady, 104 and 105 passes, respectively, to guys who were taken in the first 32 overall. And Peyton Manning is way out in front of everybody. He did have some weapons now, Peyton Manning. 293 career-passing touchdowns. The guys who were taken in the first round. How about this? Aaron Rodgers? One. One career touchdown to somebody who was taken in the first round of the draft. Nobody is playing with Aaron Rodgers that is in the first round of the NFL draft in terms of the skill position players. By the way, it was Mercedes Lewis last year, if you were wondering. So just so you know, they got Jordan Love. Okay. Unless he's going to be catching touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers, that number is going to remain at one. Uh, We go now to the Regis Brothers RV phone line. We're very happy to continue our Big Sky Conference Coaches Series. It's our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner with Chris Ball, the head coach of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks football team. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How are you this afternoon? Great, Ryan. How are you doing? We're doing great. We certainly appreciate you taking the time out and joining us here in a, in a very odd time, I know. And what a deal for you to come in, first-year head coach this last season at Northern Arizona, and then this whole thing unfolds uh, you know, over the last month or two. Where, how are things going right now for you at, at Northern Arizona and, and in Flagstaff overall? 
Well, going good. Um, we had, uh, uh, um, you know, we were doing really well in winter conditioning and, and, uh, I felt, you know, we didn't have a great, we didn't have a great season going into the, uh, the winter conditioning felt like we got the, uh, uh, culture changed and headed in the right direction. And, and we're rolling right along, you know, winter conditioning. We're doing mat drills, and um, the team was going really good. The kids were looking really good, and um, all of a sudden this thing hit. So I wasn't really happy, obviously, and, but it is what it is. There's not much we can do, and uh, we just got to keep pushing forward and uh, get through this. I think we're going to have a football season, and uh, we'll go from there. You know, you, you talked about the culture change uh, that you, you know, have tried to implement there. Such an interesting deal. I know the season wasn't what you wanted, especially down the stretch, though. I think you finished with three losses that were four points, one points, and then overtime in a road to, to end the season. But what was it to you that needed to change, and where are you at on implementing that change at this point heading into year two? Well, you know, going into the season, um, I mean, going into the winter conditioning, the goal to get bigger and stronger and faster we uh, uh we had 33 injuries season ending injuries to uh 33 scholarship players so uh we needed a lot better in the weight room wow. and then we got to recruit better body types so uh, we've really been focused on recruiting right now and and um then uh, you know with the, the weight room and everything like i said we were going along really well and this thing hit so now we're just sort of uh, send the, send the guy to workouts, and hopefully they're getting things done, which I think they are. And then we need to get back at it as soon as possible and get back in the weight room. Now, what's the most creative one you've seen? I mean, I've seen the guys pushing the trucks up the hill, loading up the sandbags, putting kids in the backpack, and doing squats. Like, have you have your guys sent you any pictures, any videos where you're like, hey, now that's pretty creative. That's a way to build muscle right there. Yeah, the car thing's big. Uh, you know, uh, one kid sent back, he was moving some boulders around his yard. Right. Uh, some guys, uh, one kid had stole some uh, uh, sewer covers, those heavy sewer covers, was doing some sit-ups or stuff <laughs> over his head with those. And said, hey, you need to take those things back. You can get in trouble. Right. You can't steal the manhole cover, man. <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's right. That could be yeah. a fine or something, sure. <laughs> No, there's no question. You know, I mean, uh, nowadays that would be a huge deal, too. You get all over social media. Kid gets arrested for stealing manhole covers. So. <laughs> just just yeah, trying to find something good, heavy. So. Right. Uh, but, Chris. Uh, they're doing good. Uh, you know, I'm really, I'll tell you the truth, I'm really, really happy with the way our staff has been communicating with our players and the way our players have been working. Chris Ball joining us. He's the head coach at Northern Arizona heading into his second season as the head man there after having been defensive coordinator at Memphis for three years in Arizona State before that. I'm interested, what was the bigger transition for you? Was it moving from the FBS to the FCS or was it moving from being a, a coordinator to a head coach? You know, the move from a coordinator to a head coach is uh, it's unreal. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I apologize every head coach I've ever worked for because it's, 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 it's completely different. And you know, you have no idea stuff you hear, the stuff that comes across your desk and the stuff you got to deal with when you're assistant, you have no idea that stuff's going on behind the scenes and the the stuff that head coaches have to deal with. 
But um, it was a big time learning process this fall. And, uh, you know, I, I feel I didn't get to do as much football, but I knew that going into it that I was going to have to, to learn and uh, change this culture and get ahead in the right direction. And uh, so I didn't get as much football as I wanted to do. And that's probably the most frustrating thing is you're dealing with a lot of other things besides football. And uh, I've got to feel a lot better about it now. I'm going to spend a lot more time on the defensive side of the ball and helping Coach Partridge. And, uh, but man, I tell you what, when they say it's like drinking through a fire hose, they're not kidding. Right. They're not kidding. Well, what, let me. I mean, let me ask you this. You, you talked about, look, I knew at some level I wasn't going to be able, able to do as much football as such as, as you do as a coordinator, assistant coach, and so forth. But what was maybe one thing that you didn't know that, that did blindside you, some of that water coming out of that hose? Well, you know, they plan like your day. You, you, you come to work and your day's out, and all of a sudden there's three things on your day that you can deal with that you didn't know from the day before. Right. And uh, that's probably the I've learned, you know, I, I have assistant coaches to different areas of our program, and um, I, I put a lot back on them and expect them to handle some of the stuff. Um, I did. I need to do a better job of delegating. But um, I've got to be more involved, um, with my relationship with my players. Um, that's another big deal. As a position coach and a coordinator, you have a, a lot better relationship because you have a smaller group of guys. Um, uh, it's hard. I believe in relationships. I think that's how I've got to get it done these days. Uh, I've got certain ten guys that I'm trying to have a relationship with. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I've got me a, a leadership council that I sort of have. That's sort of my position group, and um, spend a lot of time with those guys right now on on Zoom, and then um, you know I'm trying to get around to practice. And, Talk to the guys, but again, probably one of the most frustrating is having your group of guys. Right, absolutely. Chris Ball joining us, the head coach of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, and. Coach, speaking of guys that that you know were great players for you, Case Cookus is obviously you know all conference type of quarterback, and now he gets on after draft day as a as a signee with the New York Giants. Regardless of position, how big a deal is it to be able to 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 look at both guys that are on your roster and then in recruiting as well and say, hey, you know we we've we've got some pretty good players who have come through here. Uh, we've had some pretty good receivers and now a quarterback that's that's going to play, uh, you know, in in the Big Apple. How much does that matter for for you and the program in general? Anytime you're you opportunity to, to play, you know, it, it, it looks really good for your program. Um, we threw, you know, we led the country. We don't necessarily want to do that every year. You need to run the ball better to be uh, more uh, rounded on offense. And so it, it, it helps us recruiting. Uh, we've got a lot of calls in the season from uh, quarterbacks that were, you know, because they saw our numbers offensively. But it also shows, you know, we had two guys, uh, Leo Dorsey and Case Cook, is getting up to play. Um, our guys, our players, say, hey, what it takes to play. You know, you can't just walk around and say, I'm not playing in. You know, both those guys came in. Uh, when we came in, know how to work. And unbelievable work ethic. Uh, they perform at a high level on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, it's a great example for our guys to see uh, that we play at that level. 
Well, Coach, I'll tell you what, we really appreciate you taking the time out and being with us. We'll look forward to catching up with you again as we go around the corner and hopefully find out some more definitives on the where's and when's of football for this upcoming season. But we wish you the best down there in Flagstaff uh, for the remainder of this offseason and heading into year two, okay? Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate having me on. You got it. Thank you. Chris Ball, the head coach of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We know there's some issues on the connection there, so we do apologize for that. But I think hopefully you can get the gist of what it is that he's saying. It is, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, he talks about 33 season-ending injuries to scholarship players. I mean, that's uh, at some point, you know, it's not an excuse. It is just a fact. Like, this is what it is. But also... You know, maybe we don't have the right body types. Maybe we're not recruiting the right kids or finding the the, the, the kids that, you know, can stand up to the rigors of what it is to be a Division One football player. And also, you talk about the work ethic that was there. And I think that Coach Ball did, uh, has implemented a major uh, off-season program and even in-season program getting that. And some guys responded to that and some guys did not. Okay, and so when you talk about the culture of what what you need to have, he sees that and he's working to do that. And and uh, I think he took over a program that, you know, Jerome Sowers, 24 years a head coach and a, a long standing uh, coach in the Big Sky Conference and, a, and a, a very good coach as well. Andy Thompson, you know, his defensive coordinator, former Grizzly down there uh, for 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 many years. And yet sometimes maybe it feels like you get to the end a little bit and it gets a little bit loose. Right. Maybe it's just not quite as tight, not quite as focused as what it was when you were starting or when you were kind of in the heart of when you were doing it and then you know a new coach comes in and goes okay well we got we got work to do and certainly seemed to be the case and they were competitive last year but it didn't work out I mean ultimately closed games didn't go the way of the Lumberjacks for the most part four and eight the final uh, record for Northern Arizona last season so they do open up by the way with Arizona State this year if uh, September 3rd is the scheduled time for that to for that game uh, whether it actually happens or not obviously remains to be seen but interesting because prior to his time in Memphis Chris Ball was at Arizona State uh, and uh, defensive uh, uh, coach there for for uh, the uh, what are they Sun Devils there you go took me a minute Got to get there. Try to rifle through all of the uh, all the mascots. Sun Devils. That's what Arizona State is. Uh, it's Tutel Nuanas, one zero two nine ESPN Radio. Again, if you're just joining us, dear friend Coulter, he's fine. Had a bit of car trouble on the highway, and so he is. Uh, well, he's out today. He's trying to get himself sorted out. Trying to uh, find his way back into Missoula. So we wish him the absolute best in doing that uh, for sure. Next hour, looking forward to a couple of things, by the way. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs and the basketball season that uh, is paused at this very moment, but may well, in fact, I, I hope will, certainly hope, but I think has a good chance to getting back resumed at some point. But the playoffs, what will those look like, particularly if the playoffs are to start right now, which they may well be. So we'll get into that and also some paddlehead stuff. But next, Tommy's got a little story for us, which I appreciate very much. Tommy, I can't wait to hear this. You said you could do two hours today if you needed to because you got so much to say. So, you know, we'll give you we'll start with 10 minutes and we'll see where we're at then. Okay. Sounds good to me. We'll do it right after this. 
At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. back to Georgia and I hope she will take me back nothing in my pocket and all I own is upon my back but she's the girl who said she loved me on that hot dusty making road sunny warm nice I'm not even hot enough to be angry yet although I did burn myself for the first time this season on my seatbelt Earlier today, it was a disappointing realization that I had parked too long in the sun. Stutel New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio, just passing that along for free. No real reason. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for being here with us. Coulter is out today. Tommy is in. Hi, Tommy. What's up? I, I don't know, man. You know? Here's just, where we're going to start. And sorry okay. to everyone listening. No. <laughs> On the far right side of your console is the talkback fader in one or two or both. Uh, the talkback fader is in two and one. You got to take it out of one. Okay. Thanks. How's that? Much better. Just some quick on the fly work right there. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very good at it. My microphone's in one and two, Tommy. Does that matter? You know what is a constant microphone? Mm. Never turns off yeah. our cell phones. Mm. D- do you get much behind the conspiracies? <laughs> I guess not even conspiracies, but the weird stuff going on so, with the like cell phone monitoring. This I had this very thing happen. Uh, you know, I think we all were like freaked out the first time we did a search for, you know, like say a saxophone on Google and then two days later received an ad for a saxophone on our cell phones and going, well, what how i've never seen this commercial before how circumstantial is that and then you find out oh well it's not by accident that i'm seeing this thing because the deal's always listening to me is that what you're talking about that's exactly what i'm talking about it's almost like i described it and then you described it more thoroughly than what i was trying to get at <laughs> well i'm I, I mean you're talking about in even another level because i talking about actually at least i searched for something you're okay. talking about you're just talking. What was the what was that cat we were talking about yesterday? The the psychological cat or something, <laughs> the like philosophical cat, yes. the physics Sh- cat. Schrodinger's cat yeah, is the yeah. psychological cat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, man. So yes. Schrodinger's cat, right? Yes. This deeply uh, uh, physics rooted philosophical thought idea, like thought experiment, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. If I guess this maybe won't hold the water that I thought it was going to because not everyone listening knows me personally. Well, t- well introduce yourself to the group, Tommy. Hi, I'm Tommy. I got a $5 uh, allowance raise from my parents if I got anything above a D-. <laughs> and, and that's 100% true. Okay, so here I am scrolling on Facebook after listening to you rant about the Schrodinger thing uh, yesterday about this cat. And now I'm getting served sponsored ads about the dongle cat 
on my phone on Facebook all day today. If that isn't proof that the, the NSA is listening, what's it's the amazing. the dongle cat? The Shro the Schrodinger, the Shro whatever this cat is that we're talking okay. about. The Schrodinger uh, cat. It is remarkable because now all you got to do is just say it, and it doesn't even matter if your your phone could actually be all the way off, and it would still like like it doesn't mean the microphone isn't activated and things bizarre. Let's do an experiment right now. Okay. Do you have your phone in that studio? I do. I'm going to say into mine. Because we're in two different rooms. We're in two different rooms. Okay. You have headphones on. Yeah. You cannot hear what so, I'm saying. Or my phone can't hear right. anyway, presumably, exactly. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to now discuss something with my phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tommy. Repossessed yachts. Buy a cheap repossessed yacht. And now we'll see if I get... Uh, ads for buying a boat. Okay, now do you want me to say the same thing over here on my end, or you want me to not say it? Well, you've already said I... saxophone, so the, so you're on the right for that. Okay. Um, what are you gonna do? I mean, what are we gonna test um, with here? Oh man, uh, I, I had I had I have all the things I need, Tommy. I don't know. I had <laughs> uh, lemon trees. I'd like to plant a lemon tree. Can okay. a lemon tree grow in Montana? Ooh, so there we go. I've good. done now. Let's be clear. We didn't search this stuff. We didn't say the. We didn't say okay, Google. We didn't say hey Siri. We just said those things. And now we're going to experiment and tomorrow see if we have gotten boats and and lemon trees. Boats and lemon trees. Okay. Well, this is a fun experiment. And look at now my phone's turned on because I said okay, Google. <laughs> Even though it was you know. Now it's recording the whole show. That's very easy. It's two tail and one is one oh two nine ESPN radio. Good luck, Tommy. I wish you the best with that. By the way, wasn't it I think it was Lebetard I was listening to who said that on average Americans have agreed to terms that it would take the average American like hundred and sixty eight consecutive days to read. <laughs> like we always agree to these terms and they're like seven, eight pages long, so we're like, Yeah, well, whatever. Okay, click. Yeah. And that's why the phones can do this because they know that they're that you're not going to read the thing and then say, "Well, no, not that." I'm going to give want you to do in response to that, I'm yeah. going to give you my best Coulter Nuwana's reaction. Okay. See, that's a microcosmic example of what's wrong with America today. Yeah, the children, the children of America are soft, and I don't know why <laughs> that's related just like I don't know why Sh Shania Twain and Alexa are related. Why do you keep bringing that up, says. man? There there is a very valid point in that. I mean, that's your opinion. It's two tell and one is one oh two nine ESPN radio, except it's two tell and Tommy today. Hour number one in the books, hour two, straight ahead. The NBA. The playoffs, if there's not another regular season game, are set. We'll take a look at the matchups and I'll give you what I think is a pretty interesting overlay between the potential setup of this postseason and the last dance on ESPN next. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere 
msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 